It is a fifth Sunday. So how many of you know what that means? Three, three, well, yeah, today's going to be three amigos. That's going to be a great thing. And so I love the first guy that's going to come up here and bring the word. I'm telling you, he's a man's man. He, he speaks with anointing. He speaks with power. And I'm telling you, he shakes with just as much power when he shakes your hand. That's what I meant, not shakes, like nervous, but he shakes your hand. And so I want to welcome to the stage our first speaker for today. It's going to start off this amazing Men of God trio. Let's welcome Jackson Allen as he brings the word. Well, I do shake for other reasons. Wow, real quick. Crystal and Manny, I don't see Crystal, but man, those two are a power couple. I had the pleasure of going to first year of BSSM with them. And if you don't know them, you need to know them. Um, just knowing them will change your life. They are powerful. They are a powerful couple. And uh, yeah, that kind of leads me into what I want to talk about today. I, I, I hope you are okay with me just being vulnerable. Um, I'm in a season where God's stretching me. He's using me and he wants me to to say yes, but I, I don't always want to do that. Um, my, my week started out with a phone call, and I'm just getting home from work, and I'm just kind of unwinding, and I'm on, my, on the back patio, my feet up, just relaxing, and I get a phone call, and it's, it's Pastor Lynn. And I, I know in my heart why, why he's calling me. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to answer it, so I let it ring. I let it ring a few times. And I'm like, okay, I'm answering it, and, and I, I pick it up. And sure enough, it was what I thought it was going to be. He asked me to, to, to speak, to be the third, you know, to be an amigo today. And I, I tried to change the subject. I tried a lot to change the subject, and it, did, and it, and it didn't work. Um, so I hope that you understand that I'm just, I'm just trying to be obedient. And I'm going to try not to be emotional today. Uh, the word I wanted to start with if you open your Bibles to 2 Timothy 1.7. And my word today, ironically, is about finding courage. And it's about saying yes when you don't want to say yes. And for me, it's about being passive and, and what that can do or, or can't do. And so 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity to be timid, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And so I want to talk to you about that lack of courage and, you know, and that fear, that fear of having courage. It's called passivity. And so you know, that lack of confidence and it's a lack of persistence to accomplish what God has called us to do. Passivity is also an inactivity. It's being subdued in attitude, not responding to a word or action that was received. And so I, I think back to it. It's about three and a half years ago now, maybe four and I'm at work, and I have a coworker who's just received the worst word you could ever get, that he's been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And, you know, as a Christian, we're, we're called to, you know, to love people, of course, and, but man, I, I just didn't know how. How do, you, how do you approach someone who's been told they're gonna die? And how do you, how do you approach them and love on them? And, and, I mean, just how do you do that? I didn't know how to do that. 
And so, so for weeks, I was kind of tormented with this because I would have interactions with this person and I would, you know, I would talk with them and it was just kind of that surface level stuff of, I mean, how do you ask a guy, how are you doing? I mean, because you know he's not doing well. Um, and finally, God was telling me just to invite this person to church. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I kind of knew this person. I'm like, I don't think he's going to really want to do that. And I, and I was afraid. I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of being told no. I was afraid that I was at work and that was going to look weird. Um, all that stuff that comes with that. But I did it. So I asked this individual to church. And he was kind of, you know, surprised too. He's like, oh, you know, and he, but to my surprise, the following Sunday, he was there. And it wasn't just him. It was his whole family. It was his wife and it was his three kids. He has twins. And I, I was just really surprised. And, uh, and so this coworker, he came and he was touched and he was deeply touched and he was hungry for the Lord. You know, he, he has his diagnosis and he, but he wanted more. He knew that he knew that he needed to go to church. He knew that he needed to know God because he's been told that he's not going to live. And so with that, that empowers somebody, that changes somebody. It scares people, of course. Um, and, and over the course of a year, his family was so radically changed by him saying yes. His family was all baptized, and it was, it was amazing to see him and his wife. Their marriage was, again, strengthened and empowered. His kids were all baptized in the church, and it, it was so amazing. But I just, I can't help but wonder, what if I had said no? What if I, what if I had just given in to my fears and didn't, and didn't invite him to church that day? And so, I, you know, I tell you the story because I had to conquer my fears and I had to say yes. I had to, I had to be obedient to God. God was calling me to step out of my comfort zone and to do something that was going to scare me to death, to confront this person in a hallway and invite him to church. And, and, our, and our decisions, our words have such kingdom consequences, such eternal consequences by me. You know, it, it wasn't me, but it was God using me. But I had to do it. You know, God was like, I'm putting this person in front of you, but I need you to act. I need you to do something about it. And how many times have I not done that? How many times do we not do that, if we're really being honest? How many times does, some, does God prompt you, Holy Spirit prompts you when you're in the store, when you're somewhere, he gives you, you, know, you, you have that nudge of, I need to pray for that person, and we don't do it because we're afraid. It happens to me a lot. I'll be real honest with you. And so then I wonder, well, man, what if, what if he didn't say yes, right? This is this huge decision for him to say yes or no, for him to make a decision to bring his whole family to church. And that's huge. And he said yes. And through that, God showed up. And God's always there, but he, this person had to say yes. So I, I, I have to encourage all of you Every single one of you, you're all here, and every single one of you have interactions with people that no one else does. Whether it's in your work, it's in whatever you do, we all have opportunities to say yes. Isaiah 41.10, you know, because a major cause of our passivity is fear. It's a fear of failure. It's a fear of rejection. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Amen. I mean, God, God died for me. He took so much for me. And he did so much for all of you. Um, right after worship, you know, I had a word. I think there's several of you maybe here today, and I'm not going to ask you who you are, but maybe you didn't want to come to church today. 
Maybe, maybe your wife made you come to church, maybe your husband. But ultimately, you didn't want to come. But I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that you said yes. I, I just feel that our, our yes has so much power in a yes. And I, I just want to encourage you guys to all just to think about that. When you, when you feel that nudge, you feel that calling on, on you to just take that chance. I, too, am a first-year graduate from VSSM. I, I plan on taking second year when it starts out with my wife. And that scares me, I'll be honest with you. Because I'm like, well, what's, what's Pastor Tim going to call me to do? Or what's, what's God going to call me to do now? Being up here is a huge stretch for me. I, I just feel that uh, we just need to be obedient to God. And that God, like they were all saying, God does love you. And that God sees every single one of you here today. You're not here by accident. Not, you're not here to listen to me, but God wanted you to come here today. And he's glad you're here. God loves you. Um, this is kind of short and sweet, but I, I just want to pray. Pray for all of you. I want to break off fear today. I want, to, I want to empower you all to know that if I can do this, if I can get up here and speak in front of all of you, that, that you can speak to a coworker when no one else is around. That maybe it's, a, maybe it's a family member, you know, maybe it's your mom or dad or brother or sister that you just feel that nudge to go out to coffee and to talk to them, to share them your testimony, to share your struggles, to, just to invite them to church, to invite them to your home. I don't know what that is. So I'm just going to pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you so much for your presence here today, Lord. And, and Lord, I ask that right now that you would just see and meet us all where we are today, God, that you would come alongside us and that you're so amazing. God, you just, you see us. All of us are unique. So God, right now I ask that we would all just be able to shake off whatever it is we brought here today, Lord, and give it all to you. God, we give us, we give you your, our, our fears, God, our doubts, our, you know, our uncertainties, Lord. And I ask right now, God, that you would just break that off, Lord, that you would take that from every single person here today, God, and we just pray the blood of Jesus over all of it. And God, I declare, God, your mighty power would just break off all things that are not of you today, Lord. And that we would all be renewed and restored today, God, that you would change our mind, Lord, to say yes. Empower us all today, God, to say yes. To not be afraid of who we are in you, God. You've given us all strength. We are all renewed in you, God, that we are a new creation, God. And again, that you would empower us, God. Give us all that power just to say yes, Lord. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Didn't he do awesome? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, it is so, so amazing because as, as he was speaking, I was just thinking, this is what happens when you say yes as a family, and you can see the impact of a family that all throughout it into his kids, into his marriage and his wife. I mean, it's just so awesome. As, as a family, they have said yes to the Lord. So this next man of God that we're bringing to the platform, he has said yes. He's already on his way up. You can make your, you can come on up here. He's a powerful, he's awesome. I love this guy. He's so fun. Would you help me welcome Paul as he brings the next word? I have the exact same message as Jackson. This is so cool. 
<clears throat> takes all the pressure off. Like, that, that was amazing. I, um, during worship, the Lord um, told me to open my Bible to Psalm 91. Um, not because we're going to read it today. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> the <clears throat> when asking the Lord, what, what, you know, what do I share today? Immediately, help people overcome their fear of sales. That was a little weird, but it, you know, it wasn't just for those of us who are in the sales profession. It was, it was for, I believe, most of us. But um, <clears throat> I'm thinking of my dad. I was going to start off with a story. I was actually in the bathroom at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything weird. I was just minding my own business. My dad comes in. Um, <laughs> that's how most messages start, right? <laughs> my dad comes in and... So we're, we sort of continue a conversation that we'd started at the table in Pizza Hut. And I was I, in this new sales job, and I was sort of just, you know, whining. Yeah, you know, Dad, it's hard. It's, it's different than I thought it would be. I just don't know. I, you know, some people are real good at this kind of thing. You know, Dan, I just don't think I'm cut out for sales. And with every piece of my emotional being, I was starving for my dad to validate me in whatever I was doing. My dad didn't. He said, yeah, you are. You just don't know it yet. And he walked out. <laughs> I thought, that was rather abrupt. <laughs> Dads, if you want to make a good statement um, for your kids, tell them what they need to hear, flush, and leave. <laughs> It will leave them to sit there thinking about what you just said. <laughs> and so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm still pretty convinced that I'm right. And, ah, oh, Dad just doesn't understand. But he is older than I am. Maybe he knows something I don't know. Maybe he sees something in me that I don't yet see in myself. And so for years... Anytime I was tempted to quit, oh, this is too hard. I'm not cut out for this. Anytime I would draw back on that confidence that I didn't have in myself at the time, but it would help me to think, eh, maybe I just need to be patient. Maybe the dream, maybe patience has a dream. There we go. Maybe I don't have what I need yet, but maybe I am cut out for this. And so how does this make any sense? Well, um, so fast forward several years, and here I am, a Christian, and, you know, it's my heart's desire to know how can I please the Lord, and, you know, not in like a doing type of a way, but a sincere, like, you know, okay, well, we, for instance, this is going to be stupid, bear with me, you know, thou shalt not murder, got it, don't be a jerk, yeah, that's an easy one, go and make disciples of the nations, oh, that's a bit more difficult. Huh. And so, uh, I don't know, sometime in the last few months, that scripture just jumped out at me. I was like, oh, no. I wonder who that was written to. <laughs> and I start doing maybe a similar thing to God that I was doing to my dad. <laughs> oh, gee, God. It's real good that you put that in there. Real, real good. And I do think we need to do that. By we, I mean people like Pastor Matthew, people who know the Bible really good. Everybody likes Pastor Matthew. Me, I'm more of a 
a support person. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not cut out for evangelism. You don't have to raise your hands, but if you've had that exact thought, maybe give me an awkward smile and avoid eye contact. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. You're an awkward bunch. <laughs> but I think <laughs> if you have that thought or if you've ever had that thought, if that's something that you're carrying with you, I just want the voice of the Father to resonate in your ears, in your soul, in your spirit right now. And hear me, guys. Hear me. If you think you're not cut out to spread the goodness of the Lord to the world, yeah, you are. You just don't know it yet. So have that be the main point. Um, I think, you know, in, in my mind when I read that scripture, go and make disciples of the nations, I think it's a step you know, a two-step process. Like step one, got to convert everybody. Whew, that's a scary one. Step two, then just, you know, teach them how to be more like Jesus. But it's not really like that. I mean, you know, that fear of rede rejection, and we think of that step one, you know, go convert everybody. Well, that's salesy, and that's totally what we're breaking off here today. It's not sales. We're not sitting down with somebody and looking, you know, to, to get him to sign a contract. I mean, it's, it's not even about that. You look at what the Lord shows us, how he shows us how salvation can be, you know, reached. It's, it's a per, through a personal relationship with him. And so for us to think that we have to go out and do something and go out and convert people. So number one, I break off that, that fear, double down on breaking off that fear of rejection, that fear of anything having to do with, oh no, fear of man. But um, secondly, it's cool because the Bible doesn't actually say that. It doesn't say go convert people. It actually says go and make disciples of the nations. Amen. And now you could make an argument. It does say freely you have received, so freely give. Is it easier to give stuff away for free than it is to sell stuff? I agree with whoever said yep. So anyway, the Lord gave me this question. He said, you know, because we're, we're, we're picturing, okay, we've got to make disciples. We've got to make disciples. Well, is it possible for somebody to start on that path of discipleship before they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? What is discipleship? Learning that discipline. I'll answer that question maybe with another question. Is it possible for someone to come to church before they're saved? So where's the pressure come in here? Jackson, thank you. Oh, my goodness. How many times I've wanted to just tell somebody, like, the Lord loves you. Can I pray for you? Invite him to church. But there's something that holds you back because we think, I got to uh, convert him before I can. No. No. How about as... How about as, as sons and daughters of God, we give freely what we've been given. Show people what Jesus' love looks like. Show what forgiveness looks like. Show what it looks like to seek wisdom in the decisions that we make. Show what patience looks like. Show what it looks like to give freely. I think, you know, we, we need to lead in our efforts to reach people. We need to lead with the fruits of the Spirit. And I was picturing... So it's, it's anything but sales. It's, it's actually really good. This picture I just had um, when Jackson was talking, 
um, what we're doing, when you give somebody love, when you give somebody kindness, when you give somebody whatever good thing you give them that's from the Lord, it's like a little Jesus magnet. Think about it. It's not drawing them back to you. I mean, maybe to a small degree, maybe in a, the sense of friendship. When you give some, somebody something that's from the Lord, they've got that now. And that's going to draw them nearer to Him. We've got to get some Jesus magnets printed up and go around and hand them out. That was stupid. Um, I want to share one more thing that my dad used to say just because it's funny and it like halfway applies here. But it's the idea that salvation is a personal thing. Everything the Lord has for us is personal. Him, us, him, us. And the, the, his word shows us how that can be, I don't, I don't want to use the wrong word, achieved, uh, given, accepted. You get my point. So the idea of us trying to do that for somebody else is actually just kind of ridiculous. We can lead them to water, the water, his water. Let's do that through showing them love, through giving freely what we've been giving and having those little Jesus magnets that are now inside of them, just kind of tugging them, just kind of pulling them wherever the Lord's going to pull them. As my dad used to say, I can teach it to you, but I can't learn it to you. <laughs> and I think he stole it from somebody, but I just stole it from him. <laughs> so, anyway, you know, I, I just, I wanted to end with, a, with, an, with just a, a short refrain from an old hymn that the Lord put in my mind the other night that I didn't even remember was there. But it actually sums up this, this scripture of uh, go and make disciples of the nations. It sums it up perfectly. Nothing needs to be added to it. And I can picture old Jack Cook from Nampa <clears throat> singing his heart out in his suit in front of his little church that we went to like twice. Freely, freely you have received. Freely, freely give. Go in my name, and because you believe, others will know that I live. Was I the only one that was like, whoa? Yes. Man, Paul, you amaze me every single time. He's such a great guy. For our last speaker here, as we get ready to end, um, as he's going to come up here and be the last speaker for this morning, uh, we know him, we love him, we appreciate him. He's one of our VSSM uh, students, or students. He's, he was a student. He graduated. He's gone back. He's instructed. But him and his family um, is so amazing. And would you help me welcome to the stage Pastor Benji as he comes up here to give the final word to lead us out for the day.
gentlemen. Thank you. You did exactly as I asked you to. I told the guys this morning, I need you to really set this up because all God gave, all God gave me was a prayer. Christy Lynn, you can go ahead and bring everybody up because we're going to wrap this up real quick. I read through Colossians, I read through Romans, I read through Ephesians, I read, I read and read last night trying to figure out what it was that God had for me um, so that I would have something to give to you. And in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, You received Christ Jesus the Lord, so continue to live as Christ's people. Sink your roots into him and build on him. Be strengthened by faith that you were taught and overflow with thanksgiving. And he goes on to say, Be careful not to let anyone rob you of this faith through a shallow and misleading philosophy. Such a person follows human traditions and the world's way of doing things rather than following Christ. And I think those short verses wrap up exactly what the gentleman said already. So, can I get everybody to stand, please? We really are. We're just going to end this. Because Paul had also a, a great prayer for the church of Colossae right at the beginning of the, of the book. And I've adapted that just to pray for us. So, hold out your hands for receiving. God, Fill us with your knowledge in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we may live worthily of you and please you in all respects, bearing fruit in every good deed, growing in knowledge of you, being strengthened with all power according to your glorious might for the display of all patience and steadfastness, joyfully giving thanks to you. Father, who has qualified us to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. You delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of your beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So we stand in your presence. We realize how much you love us. And we thank you for that. Prayer team, if you can come down. Paul and Jackson, if you can come down as well. If there's anybody still here who needs to know more deeply how much God loves you, who needs to have that uh, fear of man broken off, who needs to step out of the traditions step into Christ. I want you to come forward. Overcome that fear of, oh, what if? What is somebody going to think of me? Just step forward. Because he has a gift for you today. A little bit of hesitation, let it go. Just step forward and come and receive your gift. I thank you all for coming and just come down, please. Everybody, start coming down and get your gift. In Jesus' mighty name.
We thank you for all we've done, for all you've done. Amen.